0: week 33 the fruit of the holy spirit gentleness is gentleness optional for christians in other words is this simply a suggestion from god that if you get around to this is this optional and the answer is no correct the fruit of the spirit is commanded walk in the spirit galatians 5:16 that doesn't mean that we create the fruit of the Spirit on our own power. It's the fruit of the Spirit. But it's something that we have to strive after. It's something that we have to think about and pray for. What is gentleness? Gentleness is being mild-mannered, not wild-mannered. Do you like that rhyme? I think that's a nice way to remember what gentleness is. You know the difference between a gentle, cuddly puppy and a wild, crazy animal. All right, gentleness is being mild-mannered, not wild-mannered. It means having a quiet, calming spirit, not a loud, dominating spirit. Gentleness is meekness, not weakness. It is not the only thing we're called to in Scripture. It has to be balanced out. We'll see that, I think at the very end, I put some cross-references that touch on exactly what that means. But the normative, the normal way, the regular way we should be interacting is by a spirit of gentleness. James three thirteen, who is wise and understanding among you? Always a good question to ask. Well, who's wise? Who has understanding? And then he answers the question by his good conduct. Let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. The good conduct is showing his works, which would be good works. Good deeds, deeds of service. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Gentleness of wisdom. Godliness is accompanied with humility. Godliness is accompanied with gentleness. Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, which is literal for Paul. He was in prison. Urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. That's a long phrase there. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. But basically, live according to your faith. Don't just say you have faith, but live according to your faith. With all humility and gentleness. With patience, bearing with one another in love. So humility is the opposite of arrogance and pride. And gentleness, which is being mild-mannered. And not wild-mannered, not crazy, not harsh toward others. Not judgmental toward others. Having a gentle spirit, being patient and bearing with one another in love. It's one of the aspects of love, being gentle. So that's what gentleness is. It means having a quiet, calming spirit, not a loud, dominating spirit. What encourages me toward gentleness? Usually I have three encouragements. This week I have five. So I'll try not to linger on any one of them too long. But we need encouragements toward gentleness. This doesn't come naturally. It's a fruit of the spirit. Number one, gentleness helps turn a wandering believer from the snare of sin. We can use gentleness in practical ways. A gentle spirit in confronting someone who's caught in a trap of sin, who's fallen away, who's caught in a snare of sin, what scripture calls it. Gentleness can help turn them. Galatians 6.1, Brothers, if anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit. of. Of gentleness, and you who are spiritual are those who are spiritually mature and who would be able to do this in a spirit of gentleness. The immature person, the unspiritual person trying to restore someone is going to be harsh and domineering and think that uh, some kind of law or rule or forcing them can bring about sanctification. It cannot a spirit of gentleness will help us restore each other if any one of us is caught in a sin. You who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And so you've got to be aware of your own weakness. And your own sinfulness. Known temptations. Otherwise you'll fall. But the point is, gentleness can help turn a wandering believer from a snare of sin. Number two, gentleness helps us forgive each other. A spirit of gentleness will help us forgive each other. Colossians 3, 12 and 13 Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness. Which means gentleness. It's the word for gentleness. You've got to put that on. You've got to put on a compassionate heart. Put on kindness. Put on humility. Put on meekness and patience. Verse 13, why would we do that? Bearing with one another in love. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive. Before we're able to truly forgive and excel at forgiving others, we shouldn't be just mediocre in this. We should want to excel at forgiving others. We've got to put on, among other things, meekness. We've got to put on meekness. We've got to have a meek, gentle spirit. Number three, gentleness will help us receive God's word properly. Something we never, ever move on from in the Christian life. James 1, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Meekness, gentleness, will help us receive the implanted word, which refers to the gospel that we've already believed in. The word of God that's living within us. Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls an arrogant spirit does not receive God's word, but bats it away. A harsh spirit is not going to be receptive to God's word, but will resist it. We've got to have a gentle spirit that actually wants to hear God's word, and wants to receive God's word, and wants to be corrected by God's word. So Mary, so three practical encouragements For gentleness, a gentle spirit will help you help you help someone turn from sin. Number two, it'll help us forgive each other and help us excel and grow in forgiving each other. And it'll help us to be, help us to receive God's word consistently to where that word has an impact on us. It doesn't just ricochet off of us like throwing a pebble at an oak tree. You want to receive that word so the word changes us. Meekness will help us. Gentleness will help us. Number four, the fourth encouragement toward gentleness is that Jesus was meek and gentle. 2 Corinthians 10.1, just the first part of it. I, Paul, myself, entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. So he's entreating them. He's pleading with them. He's begging them, but he's doing it in the spirit of meekness and gentleness that reflects Christ. Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. It was one of the things of Jesus' attitude that confounded the religious elite. It confounded the self-righteous leaders of Judaism at the time. That he was gentle and lowly in heart, and that he shared fellowship with, Sinners, unholy sinners, shouldn't he be there overflowing and erupting in anger and wrath toward sin all the time? No, because he came not to bring final judgment. He came to bring salvation. He came to bring mercy. He came to bring compassion. And he brings the message of salvation with a spirit of gentleness. He's gentle and lowly in heart. He's meek and lowly in heart. Jesus was meek and gentle. And if we're going to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus, we too will be meek and gentle. And number five, as all biblical truths, this needs to be balanced out so that it's not misapplied. This does not mean being weak. This does not mean we don't confront sin or we don't care about error. It doesn't mean any of that. Gentleness is the norm, number five. But a confrontational spirit is sometimes needed. And again, What does it mean to have a confrontational spirit? Biblically should be the question. We don't want to have a confrontational spirit in the flesh. We don't want the ways of the world to shape how we confront error, how we confront sin, how we deal with problems. But the fact is, even though gentleness is the norm, that's just the spirit of a Christian. A confrontational spirit is sometimes needed. 1 Corinthians 4.21 what do you wish? Shall I come to you with a rod or with a love in a spirit of gentleness? If you read through the gospel narratives, you see Jesus upping the ante, turning up the temperature, dealing with the self righteous, dealing with ungodliness. You see the Apostle Paul do that. Throughout the New Testament, apostles, pastors must confront false doctrine, they must confront false teachers, they must confront those who are caught in a snare of sin, they must deal with division in the church, they must deal with troublemakers, they must deal with all of that. So there is a time for spiritual confrontation, biblically defined, but that's not the norm. We don't go around always in this confrontational fighting spirit. But the norm should be a spirit of meekness and gentleness. And then when the situation arises, we confront and we deal with things in a biblical fashion. So I'll give you that lastly, just so you keep this in balance. Being gentle and being meek is about having a quiet spirit that is just so uh, trusting in God and so abandoned uh, to peace in Christ. That it's not, always, it's not harsh and doesn't feel the need to be wild and domineering and overpowering against people. But gentle and quiet spirit. And of course, only the Holy Spirit can help us to be gentle toward each other. And only the Holy Spirit can help us forgive each other and you know, have peace within our hearts. Seek forgiveness. Receive the word. And hopefully those practical ones... Verses 1, 2, and 3 put some meat on these bones. That this actually gentleness will help us in our spiritual growth and in helping others in their spiritual growth. Who is wise and understanding among you? James 3, 13. Who is wise? Who has understanding among you? And by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Just one more word on that for the young ones in case you forget what wisdom is. Wisdom is different than knowledge. Knowledge is just an understanding of the truth. Wisdom is living out that truth. Wisdom is godly living. It's based on knowledge and understanding of the truth. So knowledge up here, you can think uh, understanding in our minds and understanding in our heart. Wisdom out here, hands and feet, mouth, eyes, the way we live out God's commands and God's will. Let's pray.